0: What's going on, everyone? This is Drew Code Sports Talk, and I am your host, Andrew Wright. And over in Clovis, California, in his bedroom, is my co-host, Cody Johnson. Cody. What's going on, everybody? Welcome
1: to the show. We've got a jam-packed one. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Drew, welcome back, man. I hope uh, vacation was well for you, and I hope you're prepared for our uh, NFL prediction series kicking off this week.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah ready All right for guys. it
1: let's get started don't forget to follow us on facebook twitter instagram and now on tiktok don't forget to subscribe and download the podcast and youtube with that being said guys let's get started.
0: what is going on yes that is right i am back i'm super excited about today's episode Um, I have been looking forward to this for about two weeks. Uh, Last week, I got sick from my children, and um, it was a very uh, long, lingering sickness. It was just a cold, no COVID. Um, But uh, I'm glad to be back, Cody. I am glad to be back. I felt bad because you had such a short episode, and it made me feel really bad because I was like, well, our episodes are usually like over an hour, and yours was like barely like 20 minutes yeah it was like 25 minutes that means i'm talking like 40 minutes (laughs) (laughs) so i'm very sorry you put up with me but i appreciate you letting me come back on well i didn't have a whole
1: lot to say last episode so yeah it it was no big deal honestly
0: but i appreciate it though well i'm glad you you were able to hold down the fort i do appreciate that of course um and uh, I just am going to say right now, as my dogs are just absolutely going ham, Obi, no. <laughs> sorry, i got to do dog things. Um, so if you hear little uh, nails going across the uh, hardwood floors here, or you hear them jumping or jingling, that's uh, my dogs. Then they're just trying to lick the heck out of my legs. So, so sorry in advance, but. This is what it's like to have two dogs. <laughs> you yeah. should know. Go yes, I, I 100% know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's a lot that has happened in the past two weeks, uh, mm-hmm. sports wise. Um, but I did want to say, um, first, I liked how you started the episode last week uh, where we were talking about the uh, Uvalde. Um, Texas uh, shooting out there, uh, which was heartbreaking, and now of course another shooting has happened since then in Tulsa in, in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Which um, actually, my my uh, my dad and my stepmom were over in Oklahoma. Luckily, they were about an hour out side of Tulsa, so they were not involved in that. But scary stuff, man. And you yeah. know, it's um, you know, I I love there. Just bringing it into the sports world, um, Gabe Kapler, the manager of the San Francisco Giants, has been very vocal in saying, I'm done. I'm not going yeah. to go out there for the national anthem. I'm going to wait until it's done, and then I'll go back out there. And you know what? I know there are people that are killing him. Mm-hmm. He even thought about um, not going out there during the Memorial Day game, but he ended up doing it because he didn't want to disrespect uh, people who fought for our country uh, who ended up dying, fighting for our country, fighting for our freedom. Um, but in the same light, I do respect him for um, even being vocal about it, because he probably knew right away that he was going to get cream for it. So yeah. I just wanted to start off the episode by saying that, that, you know, it's this is a continuous thing that my wife and I are constantly having uh, conversations about. It's sick that I have to talk to my eight-year-old daughter about what she should do. Um I mean luckily we just got my daughter a, a phone this past Christmas and so mm-hmm. we told her just take the phone to school in case yeah. you need to get a hold of us and it's sad that we have to have these conversations and hopefully mm-hmm. something changes for sure but um I just wanted to start off the episode by saying that because you were so gracious in starting the episode last week by talking about that and it's continuing to happen um, it felt right to, uh, to start off by saying that. So, yeah, I, I mean,
1: I thank you for the compliment. Um, you know, it's only getting worse, which is more, um, heartbreaking. You know, I have a 16 year old and an eight year old, so, you know, both of them at some point, their age groups have, you know, the experience of mass shooting that hits close to home and makes me think about them a little bit more as you probably just see one running behind me right now. But, um, <laughs> You know, I hope something changes. Steve Kerr had a passionate speech on a Mm -hmm. playoff game that was very powerful. I I just hope that those that are in power do take it seriously. But that's probably another deeper conversation for another time. But, Mm. you know, our uh, thoughts and prayers are only get so much. And hopefully more more change will happen. So that way this doesn't happen anymore. And uh, we won't have to keep hearing in the news at another school suffered yeah. tragedy
0: so yeah and uh you know this is the sound of me holding my breath <gasps> it's not i mean yeah we'll see <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you know that's uh that's my i guess attempted sarcasm but anyway let's uh let's make this a little bit lighter now cody <clears throat> so Nana nanner, nanner boo boo stick your head in doo-doo i was <laughs> right okay nba playoffs oh, God. nba okay. finals I believe it was the beginning of May. It (laughs) was a nice, warm, probably slightly windy day in uh, (laughs) Central California where a young man named Andrew Wright was in his home and Uh said, I think the Warriors and Celtics, not I think, I know they are going to make it to the NBA Finals. And Uh that was when the phoenix suns were also still in it and yep. uh boy did i nail it oh god it's great to be right i am
1: i, knew. I love you know it what? so much i was hoping to give you your flowers about this leading up to it so that way we didn't have to go over this i even gave you your own tiktok video and here you
0: are just i told you i was going to be obnoxious Damn. and um yeah. you know what i you know what Truth be told, I absolutely deserve it. I absolutely Jeez. deserve it, Cody. Oh my Good gosh. Lord. All right. All right. I'm just over here, just predicting the future. It's All right. just amazing. You know what? A dead clock is right <laughs>
1: twice a day. So, you know,
0: we'll let you have this one. Well, um, yeah. So the Warriors made it to the NBA finals mm-hmm. um, and it's it's kind of surprising how a lot of people were talking about Steph Curry in the beginning of the NBA playoffs versus what they're talking about now, mm-hmm. um, where they were kind of like, you know, uh, Steph Curry, you know, it, now it's at it, first it was like, you know, Steph Curry, is he going to be able to take this team, uh, you know, to the NBA finals? And now it's like, does he have to win an MVP to, to mm-hmm. be legendary? It's just the disrespect for Steph Curry. It just amazes <laughs> me to this day. It's yeah. very surprising listen, this guy's great. And we all know it's not a secret that he had Kevin Durant on his team and told Kevin Durant, take it. It's yours. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll do everything else. I'll make the passes. Um, I'll put everyone in the right position. You make the shots, you make the decisions. I will just be the facilitator. And that's exactly what he did. Everyone knows it. Um, And Kevin Durant won, you know, two with two with the Warriors. So, I, I just I don't understand how we can sit here and be like, you know, remember the year that Kevin Durant left and, you know, Steph Curry took over. I mean, he absolutely went bonkers on shots because he was like, mm-hmm. well, I lost like two years of shots. So let me yeah. just put them all in one game. Yeah. um So, I mean, listen, it's not just Steph Curry. I, I don't want to just focus on him, but I do think respect is due for Steph Curry. Steph Curry mm-hmm. has made a Warriors team that was, I don't want to say it was bad, but they weren't great. I mean, they were right. an okay team. They always had like, you know, a Byron Davis, a Chris Mullen, you know, someone like that who with a slightly bit of a name. Mm-hmm. But he turned that franchise into a dynasty. And I don't know too many players that can do that. Mm-hmm. And he also changed the game of basketball while doing doing this as well so yeah it, it's it's remarkable um, it, it's it deserves to be credited if steph curry loses this nba finals he's still in the hall of fame and i mean he's he's still one of the in my opinion He's the top 10 basketball NBA player of all time, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. I think he's one of the greatest shooters, one of the greatest passers, someone who has completely changed the game, someone who has shown selflessness and also can be selfish at times when he mm-hmm. absolutely needs to, when the team asks him to. Um, we just need to give credit to the Warriors. And, and Draymond Green, so underrated. This guy literally scores maybe eight points a game. Mm -hmm. now in his career and he's still one of the most dominant defenders and it works it just works for that team i don't know other another team that has a guy who scores you know maybe less than 10 points and is that huge of an impact on that team i just i can't think of it so yeah um congratulations to the warriors and congratulations to the celtics i'll leave it to you talking about the celtics because i think i've taken too much time as it is Mm -hmm. but um you know, just congratulations to both teams. I mean, it was just amazing what has happened in this playoff.
1: Yeah. So again, I will give you your flowers again of predicting both teams. So good for you. You didn't go 50%. You, you shot a hundred. Good for you. Um, I agree with you though, in terms of like Steph Curry, (laughs) (laughs) I agree with you in terms of Steph Curry, not getting the respect he deserves when it comes to helping turn the Warriors into a dynasty. Um, I mean, I'll give you an example. So um, I think it was 2018 when the Warriors went into the finals against Toronto. Obviously, as we know, Kevin Durant tears his, uh, his Achilles, doesn't isn't able mm-hmm. to come back for the rest of the playoffs. Uh, and then Klay Thompson tears his ACL, so he's out. So the following season, of course, um, Steph Curry basically was on the Warriors team. Warriors team was really bad and this is also including when uh, Steph Curry got himself injured and they just shelved him for that whole year as well. So now in 2020 when Steph Curry was able to come back from a full injury um, him and Draymond Green took the Warriors to a play-in game and almost got them into the playoffs. This mm. is without this is without Klay Thompson. This is also <coughs> before they got um, this is also before they got Jordan Poole I think at the time they still had D'Angelo Russell. Then what ended up happening is they traded Russell to get Andrew Wiggins. And, you know, what ends up happening is they they have a better season, of course, and look at where they are now. And, of course, I think if you take Steph Curry off that team, they're probably an okay team, but there is something about Steph Curry, his shooting, his inspiration to the other teammates, uh, the way that he basically wears down the defense by running all across the court, and you have to guard him. Like I mentioned last week, you can't just pick him up at the three point line. You have to pick him up at nearly half court because he's known to just pull up from there and he can hit it. He's proven time after time he can. Uh, You know, so definitely Steph Curry doesn't get enough respect in what he's done in this Warriors franchise. Now, I also hate when some people criticize great players for having good teammates that got them there. Like, so you want them to get there on their own, which. We all recognize that this is a team sport, so that wouldn't have happened Mm -hmm. to begin with. So I don't know what more they're looking for, but that's another (laughs) argument, I suppose. But I do want to give some kudos to Boston Celtics. They have a rookie head coach. In January, they were below 500, and then they just turned on the heat, became top five defensive team. Uh, And not only that, but Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, Al Horford, they all just clicked. And not only did their defense anchor their offense, their shooting is there. I think what makes the Celtics super scary is that they are they're a younger version, in my opinion, of like a Warriors type team that has a more tenacious defense, which is outright scary because the Warriors have a team defense that is okay. They can they can get stops if needed. And, you know, with Draymond anchoring that defense, they can find a way to stop the ball. Boston Celtics, everyone can stop the ball at some given point in time. And in fact, ball handlers shouldn't have the ball in their hands uh, for too long because they will swarm to the ball and they'll make you pick up your dribble and trap you. And Boston's very good at that. Also, too, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart prove that they can hit shots. And Celtics have players on their bench that can hit shots. Devin White, for example, um, uh, Pritchard. Um, Grant Williams, Robert Williams, who anchors the middle of the defense. So they're kind of like a younger version of the warriors with a stronger defense. So they're, they're a very scary team. And I think, you know, I know that we'll probably get again in predictions shortly, but the warriors, um, are going to have their hands full and need to rely on this experience to kind of get them over the top. But, you know, Celtics though, they went through a uh, really stacked, Net's team they went through the Mm -hmm. defending champions they went through the second favorites in miami you like boston is for real in the and this is probably the warriors first big test of this entire playoffs i would say and hopefully we get to see how good they are and let's see if all their weapons you know can come through for them
0: yeah um i have no issue with boston i mean I'm, I'm looking at the box score right now and, and like, especially we just saw game one uh, that just happened. And uh, Jason Tatum had a plus 16, mm-hmm. um, but he only had 12 points. Well, that's because, you know, he had 13 assists, five rebounds, a steal. He did have a couple of turnovers and, and uh, fouls, but overall you don't, the Boston Celtics proved that they don't need just Jason Tatum to be, on top of his game to win. I mean, you saw Horford, he scored 26 points. Um, Jalen Brown has become a fourth quarter beast.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and uh, Derek white came in coming off the bank. She had the highest plus plus or minus with a plus 25. I mean, no one mm-hmm. saw that coming because Derek white was actually almost unplayable in the heat series. So yeah. it just goes to show you that uh, you never know what can happen. You never know who's going to step up. Um, But, you know, there was a lot of minuses on the Warriors. You know, Draymond Green was a minus one. Wiggins a minus 11. uh, Curry minus nine. Thompson minus nine. Jordan Poole was the worst. He was minus 19. He was just awful. So I don't expect the Warriors to do that. You know, honestly, I felt like Steph Curry really, he has trouble against Marcus Smart. um, But actually, Marcus Smart did... I, I would say Steph Curry kind of handled them pretty well. It was more mm-hmm. Derek White who was actually doing a really good job against Steph Curry. Uh, yeah. and White hit a few shots to where Curry was in his face. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it just goes to show you that Boston is, is a team for real. Um, I think we were all a little too quick to say, Oh, it's, it's going to be golden state. I felt like in my opinion, I feel like golden state is going to win the series, but mm-hmm. I'd say in seven games because, Celtics, as you said, they have a great defense. I think you're kind of underselling the Warriors defense. I think mm-hmm. their defense is really good. I, I think what you're noticing is there's no really true big man other than Kevon Looney, um, who, you know, sometimes is great and sometimes is just kind of uh, almost playing the bench at some points yeah but draymond green handles it really well and i think horford he's a guy who wants to step out a little bit more he's not as comfortable being inside as much as he used to be um and that actually kind of helps the celtics in that regard because uh looney doesn't want to defend on the outside so uh mm-hmm. but you put draymond green on him I, I i think he could do some some good things so i think the series is going to be really good but as we've seen in the Boston series and all the Golden State series of the first the team that they play against ends up losing the first game and then they ended up actually winning the series. Mm-hmm. So to me, the Boston winning this get the first game actually may do them a disservice because now Golden State is kind of the oh, maybe Boston is really this good. Now we're off the Warriors and that's where the Warriors want to be. So I think the Warriors are going to win it in seven. This is going to be a close series.
1: Yeah, no, I agree on it being a close series. You know, and you're right. I am sell- underselling the defense a little bit. I think what makes me why I'm underselling the defense in this series is because Boston has a actually a very good offense. Um, you know, their defense is talked about a lot. But, you know, to your credit, you said that Jason Tatum only had 12 points. But he also had 13 assists. Gets seven rebounds. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brown yep. also helped anchor that offense. Marcus smart, you know, contributed Al Horford contributed. They had a lot of offensive contributors and those same contributors can turn, can go on defense and, and play you. So, you know, the warriors are normally with uh, going against a team that may have one defensive player they got to worry about. Uh, but because of their weapons, they can offset that. But, you know, Boston has just as many defensive weapons that can shut you down as they do to, as offensive players that could light up the scoreboard. So, you know, I think how I'm going to do it in this season is if I had to just break it down, what I'm thinking is I'm, I don't want this to happen, but I think Boston's going to win in seven. And I think a lot of it is because Boston is a younger team. I think what's going to end up happening is unless Jordan Poole kind of gets his shot back, which let's be honest, he hasn't been Jordan Poole since the Denver nope. series, you know. I think if Boston continues to contain him and essentially, if you let Curry get his, you got to rely on other people to come up big. You know, Clay Thompson's got to shoot better than three from seven from three. Um, Andrew Wiggins did pretty well. Kayvon Looney's going to need to rebound more. You're going to need, um, you're going to need Draymond green to be a little bit more scoring offensively. When you have Draymond green shooting a three as a clock, sh- as a shot clock is winding down, you know, that defense stop ball on just about everybody. Yeah, you know, so in my opinion, I think what needs to happen is um you know, Boston needs to just contain Curry enough to where the only people that are getting theirs is Curry and then just play team defense, keep shooting the ball cuz look how well they'd shot from 3. I think yeah. the Warriors have never had a shooting matchup like this before. So I'm going to say Boston in 7.
0: All right, I think that's fair and We'll see what happens. I mean, uh, Notre Dame is over here, you know, but that's fine. You go yeah, against I mean, me. That's cool. Now, yeah, what do you know? <laughs> so, um, Cody, I had a couple of questions because you and I had kind of talked about these already. And so I'm just kind I just want to get it on, um, on audio, really. Um, I know you had texted me about the Jimmy Butler shot where he took the three um to go for the win instead of the tie um you said you didn't like the shot
1: mm-hmm.
0: i mean i i watched it i'm just kind of curious to what your thoughts were i mean jimmy butler took a three in the last moments mm-hmm. i mean was it a good shot in your opinion and should he have taken it or no i don't think he should have taken it but i
1: understand the shot so i'm gonna preference it by i get why he pulled up from three pointer from three point range down by two Closing seconds, I think he shot that ball. It was like, I think we were just inside 30 seconds, if I'm not mistaken. Like, the clock was winding down. Yeah. I get it. Like, you know, you want to take the top off. You had all this momentum. You hit a three. You're up by one. Now you just got to get a stop. Now the pressure's all on Boston. I get the thought of that. But I think why I didn't like that is because you have Al Horford, who, yes, is good defensively, but you have him backpedaling. You're known as someone that can score to the bucket. At least go up there and let him try to contest it, draw a foul. Um, you know, even if you go to the free throw line and you shoot two free throws and tie the game, it doesn't take time off the clock, so you can still get a stop. Either get it by a turnover or a rebound. You know, play for the last shot, so at least you can control the last outcome of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know, even if you do take it to the bucket, you either score that, which I I've wholeheartedly believe he would have scored that or you get an and one and then you still get a three-point play to then put yourselves on top I just think that the three-pointer was more or less of a Jimmy Butler was extremely tired and again a lot of the other factors is momentum the crowd he wanted to end the game in dramatic fashion Mm -hmm. rather than playing probably what it would have been the best would have been the better shot would have been going in for the layup to potentially draw a foul or at least go to the free throw line rather than pull up from three. So that's why I didn't like it just because as soon as it, as soon as he pulled up and shot it, I didn't like it before he even shot it. Just like, Oh man, I don't know how I feel about this just at the moment. It wasn't like they swung around the ball. Someone came open and in rhythm, they were shooting. No, he stopped his drive to at the three point line, then pulled up. Didn't really have a rhythm kind of off balance let it go, and he was extremely tired. He played every minute of that game, mm-hmm. let it go, and, that, and in my opinion, that's what kind of factored into that decision. That's why I didn't like the shot.
0: I get it, but I just didn't like it. Thank you, so. I'm just going to simply answer with this. I had no problem with the shot. Um, I understand a lot of people were a little upset about it, but the thing was is you're home. It's game seven. Jimmy Butler has been hot that whole, like the last two games, he's just been incredible. And especially in that game, um, you, you, I've always, I've always gone by this mantra of if you are the home team and you have a chance to win it or tie it, what do you do? This goes for NFL MLB. This goes for, I mean, it's harder to MLB, but still, um, in NBA of you go for the win. If you're home, you go for the win. If you're away, you go for the tie. That's how I've always lived it like that. Because uh, if you're, if you're home, you give the crowd what they want. You go for it. Whether you miss it or not, no one's upset that you took that shot. Unless it was like an egregious, like five people are around you type thing. But the shot that he had that he took, I felt like was a good shot. It was wide open. It wasn't like he was getting all these defenders on him. So I I, I actually didn't mind it. I thought it was a really good shot. And, um, you know, I'm sure he'll live with it. And I'm, I'm sure he's not upset about it. I'm mm-hmm. sure he probably afterwards, you know, took a few more threes after the game. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I had no problem with it. So I, all right. I, I was on board with it.
1: All right. Well, before we wrap up our playoff talk, I got a last question for you. Okay. Uh, So between Boston and the Warriors, uh, obviously with Jason Tatum and Steph Curry, who needs to win the title more?
0: Between Curry and Tatum? Yes. Oh man, that's a really cool question. Um, I'm going to say this. I, I, I think no matter what, Steph Curry is already a Hall of Famer. There's no question about that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like there are going to be so many more people who are going to be like, oh, yeah, Steph Curry, you know, he can't get it done without Kevin Durant. But at the same time, there's also going to be people who are going to go to bat for him. So I'm going to say Jason Tatum. Mm. I think Jason Tatum needs to win this. Even though he's so young, it sounds so stupid to say that, to be honest. But, Uh I mean, in reality, Boston is a huge... Uh, NBA, um, title town. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's huge there. Um, you know you have your Larry Birds, you have your Bill Russells. So I think Jason Tatum, you know, if he wins one, um, I think not only does it put respect on his name first of all, because I still think he's very disrespected. I mean, you were you and I were just talking about he had twelve points, and I'm sure everyone was like, oh my god, oh right. he did nothing. He had 13 assists, which means he just showed you he doesn't have to score 20 points every single game. If he needs to, he will do it. He is such a team player. Um, I want to see him get the credit that he deserves. So um, Mm -hmm. I think Jason Tatum, this is a... I don't want to say it's a must win because I feel like even if he doesn't win this time, he's going to get to another one. But I'm going to say Jason Tatum more than Steph Curry.
1: I'm going to unfortunately have to agree with you on Tatum. And my, my explanation would be, I think he's so compared and I don't want to say under Kobe Bryant's shadow. Yeah. But because he's known as the guy that's trained with Kobe. I mean yeah. also Kyrie Irving, but for the most part I think Jason Tatum. So if you're really that guy that and is Booker. Yes. If if you if you are those guys that were trained by Bryant that had that Mamba mentality, you cannot not win this championship. I think you're right. Steph Curry, he's he's etched himself in the NBA Hall of Fame. He'll get there no matter what. Whether he wins, or loses this, obviously it'd be better for him if he won it. But yeah. you know, with Jason Tatum, this is his first appearance. LeBron didn't win his first appearance, and if Jason mm-hmm. Tatum won his first appearance in Boston over a juggernaut of Golden State Warriors, I think some mm-hmm. would say that this team is almost, you know, more complete than their first championship back in 2015. Yeah, uh, you know, you defeat a Warriors team that was stronger than that than that. I really think that that cements your legacy. A little bit more to start um but i do agree tatum will probably win a title or two in his career but i think he definitely needs this one to start because in his what is it? his fifth year he's already been to four conference finals yeah. this one being an nba finals now if he won that you know he's already off to like a hall of fame type start in a short amount of time
0: yeah and i will say if he loses this one and gets to another nba finals next year He's definitely going to have to win that one cuz then yeah. the 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 talk is going to be he can't get it done when it when it needs to get done. So. Right. All right guys, well let's take a break and when we come back, we have NFL talk. That's right. There's NFL. We're going to go down our whole NFL schedule. We're starting this again. Um right now Cody, you and I are tied. I won the first year we did it. You got it uh last year. So um, we're hoping to uh, get it right again this year and see what unfolds. But uh, we did a lot of work. This takes uh, uh, some time, but we we love to do it. So stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss it.
1: Just a couple of old white guys cruising to that music over there. So
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mine was wigging out again. (laughs) So I was like, "Mm, mm, mm, mm." it was at 30 seconds that whole time. (laughs) That's great. No one else knows what we're talking about. So you'll probably have to edit that out. But anyway. Technology. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we are back and we are going to be talking about, um, uh, we're going to go week by week. Uh, Last year, we kind of had to cram it. (laughs) <laughs> because uh, we did it so late, uh, so we had to like mix like two divisions together. Uh, this time we were well prepared. We were uh, way ahead of the curve. We have um, basically most of our shows outlined for uh, basically until September almost. Yeah. Really, Cody? So hey, good for us, man. We're we're learning. We're getting better. But it only took anyway. us five years to do it. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but listen, I mean, this is, this is something that we love to do. I feel like it is one of the better things that we do because I don't think a lot of shows do this, Mm -hmm. um, where they go division by division and predict the records and, and kind of tell you what they think about the team. So that's what we're going to be doing. And we're going to start with the NFC North. Um, and Cody, um, I want you to have, uh, free will here. Um, I'm going to start you off first. Um, I, I don't know how you want to go. If you want to go number four to number one, or if you want to go to number one to number four, however you want to do it, man, that's your call. Um, but, uh, who is your, what are your NFC North predictions? All right. I will go four to one just because I like the dramatic effect. Okay. I was going to say this, let's go back and forth. So you'll say you're four. I'll go to four. Okay, and then we'll go to you for three, and you know all of that. All right. So
1: I agree with that. All right, so let's get started then. Then at for me at least in my prediction, I think it's no surprise that number four goes to the Chicago Bears. Um, I think that they are going to be almost worse than they were last year. A lot of that is going to be because they have a new head coach. Uh, they still have uh, a young quarterback that is still trying to work out, you know, what his abilities are. Um, you know, I think that's going to be a huge one. Justin Fields had a, a, a little bit of a promising year. Some would say possibly maybe a setback compared to what he had in college, just because of Matt Nagy, just, you know, not having a great game plan for him. Also too, they did lose Allen Robinson to the Rams this off season. They still have Mooney, but you know, for the most, they lost Cleo Mack, they've lost some other defensive stars. So I think that this is kind of like a they're basically right in the middle of a rebuild. They're not going anywhere. I have them at four and 13. The only notable wins I wow. have for Chicago are Houston giants, Detroit and Minnesota to close out the year. I think I always think that division playoff games at the very end of the season, especially week 18, usually go to the the lesser of the team because you know, they are playing for pride at that point. So I've got Chicago at four and 13, uh, for, uh, next season
0: okay that was a shocking one i was not ready for that um at all (laughs) Uh, um i i have the detroit lions at number four um i think they're going to be better than what they are Mm -hmm. um but they really haven't changed much other than getting a little bit better at receiver um you know their defense i think was okay last year i don't think it was terrible um, but I do still think they were, you know, Jared Goff, we know what Jared Goff is. Um, you know, he's got to have a great team around him and this Detroit Lions team doesn't have a great team around him. Okay. Um, and I don't think you would argue that. Right. Um, but I, I think they are better than what they were last year, but I think, uh, last year they went three and 13 and one with the, obviously the, the tie with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, this year I have them, uh, you know, five and twelve. Um, I think they're going to be decent. I don't think they're going to be awful. Um just like last year, you know. I, I think last year they were undefeated for, or they were they had no wins uh through what I think week 11, week 12, something around there. Yeah, exactly. Um and um I I kept I kept coming on here. I was like on the Detroit line bandwagon in a sense where I was like this team is not as bad as as their record shows. Like they are the best Oh, and whatever team there is, they are so good. I was like, they play yeah. hard all the time, and I think that's one thing that you can say. They're still going to play hard. I don't think it was a one-time thing. Um, I do. I think that their head coach is going to be anything special. I still don't. I still don't think he's going to do much. Yeah. But I do like Jared Goff. I do like their receiving core. I think their defense is nice. Um, you know, I think they're going to split games with uh, Chicago. And Minnesota, so they're Mm going to have automatically two wins there. But then they play like Seattle, the Jets, and the Panthers, which I I am actually a really huge fan of the Panthers. I always like I like to watch them a lot. They're really fun, especially with Christian McCaffrey. And before that, obviously Cam Newton. He was he was uh, someone I really loved to watch. But Mm -hmm. unfortunately, what's going on with them? They're not really going after a quarterback, so it looks like it's going to be Sam Darnold again. Um, And Christian McCaffrey, I mean, if he stays healthy, that team could be maybe better, but I'm not going to hold my breath on it. So I do think the Lions can beat them pretty easily because that Panthers defense is kind of depleted now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the Jets, I don't buy them at all. The Seahawks still riding with Drew Locke is very surprising. Who knows? I could change. But, um, yeah, I I have Detroit Lions at four. Okay.
1: You go ahead and and give us three, and I'll do three next.
0: Absolutely not. I will not do that. I don't want to. No, I'll do it. Um, So at three, I have the Chicago Bears. Um, They went, what, six and – what did I have? I lost my spot here. Six and 11, excuse me, uh, last year. Um, I am actually surprisingly okay that they lost Khalil Mack. Do I think they're better without Khalil Mack? No. Obviously, they're worse. But mm-hmm. in the same sense, I don't think they had the Khalil Mack that we saw back in Oakland. And I I think he had a, a really good first year with Chicago. But he kind of trailed off at the end. And then since he's been with Chicago the last few years, he has struggled with injuries. So I don't think... I think Khalil Mack holds a bigger name than what he has been playing, especially with Chicago. And I think mm-hmm. he... It obviously has been covered up by uh, Akeem, Nicks or Akeem Hicks or akim um, Hicks. They have uh, Jalen Johnson, who's one of the better corners in the in the game. So they have a few guys who who are are um, really really good players, really young defense. But and then they get a new head coach who is a defensive player or defensive head coach. So for me, the Bears are going from an offensive minded head coach where their defense was still strong. Now they're going to do a defensive head coach. So they're going with their strengths Mm -hmm. and hopefully Justin Fields can get better. That's the only question I have for them is Justin Fields. I really like him. I think he's going to get better. Um, I think they have um, a decent offense around him, but I don't think it's going to be great, but I do trust Chicago when it comes to defense every single year, they always have a great defense, no matter what and i don't think that changes here that's why i have them at seven and ten now the reason i do have them at seven and Mm ten is their schedule to begin is actually not that hard yes they start with the 49ers and start with the packers which i do think they split games with the packers because we're going to talk about them in a little bit um but the 49ers i would pick 49ers all day whether it's uh, Trey Lance or Jimmy Garofalo. it doesn't matter I think mm-hmm. that team is way too talented to lose to a Chicago team but then they have back-to-back games against Texans Giants and then Vikings I don't like the Giants I'm very low on the Giants right now the Texans I think were smart to get rid of Deshaun Watson and get Lovey Smith but at the same time I don't think they're anything special right um, I think they caught lightning in a bottle last year i think they were so underrated that no one thought about it now everyone's kind of like okay texans are a little better and i think they're going to come to play a little bit more and i think the texans are going to take a step back um i obviously have them splitting games with detroit um and i already said i had them splitting games with minnesota so and then they face atlanta and new york uh, jets later on so and i think they're going to win those games as well I almost said Washington, but I do like Washington's team a little bit better than Chicago. So I I ended up picking Washington over, over Chicago, but they have a a decent schedule. It's a winnable schedule for Chicago. Mm -hmm. I don't trust their offense enough to win games to get into the playoff, but I do think they're going to win a few games. I don't think they're going to be, I'm surprised you said four and 13, to be honest. I, I really am surprised about that, but um, I, I think they're, they're an okay team. I don't think they're that bad, but I don't think they're going to be great. I think it's, it's going to be one of those where they'll probably lose like the Houston game, but end up winning the Washington or new England, some like outlier. Um, yeah. so I just feel like the Chicago bears, they always put out a great defense and, um, I trust defenses a lot in the, in the NFL. So for me, Chicago bears at seven and 10 are uh, third place in the NFC North. All right, very
1: interesting. So for me, number three, actually, I have Detroit at seven and 10. Uh, And the reason why is like them a lot. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. So they did draft Hutchinson, which, you know, first overall pick. They Mm -hmm. did also draft (laughs) Williams, who I know is coming off an ACL, but he was widely rated as the top receiver outside of, I think, Drake London in this draft. Granted, it was a deep receiving draft, but. You know, if he was not injured, he was the overwhelming number one, uh, you know, wide receiver in this class. I think obviously with how ACLs have been recently, as you and I have experienced them, (laughs) you know, with the pro athletes now, they are nothing more sometimes than a sprained ankle. You're back the next season, maybe even shorter time, better than ever. There's several now players that have had them that have not lost a step. And I think he's going to be one of these players and he would be a great dynamic receiver for Goff. They also do have St. Brown, who's a gr- who's a really good slot receiver. Uh, yes. They still have DeAndre Swift, who I always rave about because he's so under- underutilized, but that's also because they don't have a great offensive line. Um, I think that Detroit showed so much heart playing for their coach, Dan Campbell, throughout the entire season that I think that's what's going to make them a 7-win team, in my opinion. Will they have some terrible losses? 100%. <laughs> but I think that like fifty percent of the games that they lost Detroit last season that were winnable, they would easily have been a five and, and twelve team maybe or a or a six and eleven team if they if the ball had gone their way or they were able to make a stop or score or whatever the case may be. I mean, they took the Niners to overtime in week one. They lost to a last second uh, NFL record field goal to. Uh, the Ravens in another week. You know, that's two games right there. Had they won, they're no longer two and whatever. They're four and whatever that record is. So I think with Dan Campbell, how he inspires them, I think with a little bit of an improved offense, a tenacious defense, I think, which he'll make sure comes to play. I do think that they'll get about seven wins. I do see them splitting with like Green Bay because for some reason they always give uh, Green Bay trouble. I see them splitting with Minnesota obviously with Chicago. So three wins right there. And they've got teams on the Mm -hmm. schedule, such as Seattle uh, Jaguars. I'm not a huge Carolina Panthers advocate. I think that they're an okay team, but I do think that Detroit at the end of the day is a more sound football team. And they're more of a cohesive team than Carolina is considering Carolina. They had like three different quarterbacks all last season (laughs) and they couldn't do anything, you know? So, I think that Detroit can at least pull out seven wins. I have them third in this division this season.
0: Okay. So sticking with uh, Cody, um, who do you have at number two? I've got the Minnesota Vikings at number two at 10 and six.
1: I think hmm. that uh, they de-
0: Hold on. You're missing mm-hmm. the game. 10 and ten. six. It'd have to be 10 and seven or. 10 and um, seven. My apologies. Okay. Yes, okay. you're right.
1: I was thinking of 17 weeks. Excuse me. (laughs) Yes, I have them at 10 and seven. Um, I have them basically one game below, obviously, you know, by order of operation and by elimination. Obviously, we're going to know who the first place team is. But anyways, I have Minnesota at 10 and seven. I like what they did on defense. They obviously stole a couple of uh, defensive players that are really helped them. Their offensive line is slightly improved. I love Dalvin Cook when they give him the ball. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, with Madson, uh, Madison, excuse me, uh, he is also a phenomenal running back as a backup, which he is. Yes. And he is a fantasy sleeper. So, mm-hmm. you know, spoiler alert, handcuff him for sure. Um, <laughs> you know, Kirk Cousins is serviceable. You know, he's not elite. He's not completely trash. But, you know, he's a serviceable quarterback. He's, you know, top 25. You know, he, he showed some really good uh, some. He had some really good flashy plays last season. Uh, Justin Jefferson is a hell of a receiver. Uh, so is, um, you know, their opposite. God, why am I? Adam Thielen, excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, who is a great secondary receiver and can be the primary if need be. Um, you know, my only thing is they don't really have a, a good tight end, um, you know, and I question if they can basically pull it out at the end because as the season weans on, They just seem to fall off track, but I really think that they will push for the number one uh, spot in the NFC North. But ultimately I have them finishing at 10 and seven in number two uh, in the division overall.
0: So I also have the Minnesota Vikings at number two, but I am significantly lower on them. I have them at seven, 10 as well. Same record as the bears. Um, I have them splitting games uh, with every uh, team in the division. Um, but I think their schedule is very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, they start with the Packers, which I think is a rough start with a new head coach. I'm actually not as high on their defense as you are. I don't really, I mean, I like the additions that they got, but I don't think they're still all that much better. I feel like they played so poorly that just adding some a couple of the pass rushers that they got, I don't think is going to change as much. Uh, last year, they were 8-9, and nine, but I think, again, it was subject to their schedule. Now, this year, they're facing the Packers week one, and week two, they're facing the Eagles, and I think the Eagles are a really good team. Yeah. Um, then it's the Lions and then the Saints, and I think the Saints are actually going to be a really tough team to beat. Do I think they're going to be a playoff team? I don't, but at the same time, I do feel like the New Orleans Saints – are a very underdog type of a team this year. Um, You know, then it's Bears and the Dolphins. You know, I like them. They play Cardinals, Commanders, Bills, Cowboys, Patriots, Jets, uh, Colts, Giants. I mean, the Jets and, and Giants, I'm not really like, oh. But there's a stretch here where you're facing... The Arizona Cardinals, who were a playoff team last year. year. Washington Commanders, where I would argue, even though I'm not as high on them as I used to be, they still got better at the quarterback position than they were last year. You have Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Then you go face the Dallas Cowboys in Minnesota. Um, And then you face the New England Patriots, who are another playoff team. So that's a tough stretch. That is one, two, three, four, five. Weeks of teams that I think are all better than the Vikings. Um, I like Kirk Cousins. He's fine. Um, You know, Dalvin Cook, as much as I love him, God, he's a great running back. I think he could be the best running back in the league. But unfortunately, he's always hurt. And, um, you know, he cannot be relied to stay healthy all year long. So for me, Cousins is only as good as when Dalvin Cook is there. Yeah. If Cook is gone, Cousins is really handcuffed. I, I like Alexander Madison, but it just feels like Cousins like loses confidence when Cook is not behind him. Yeah. So And they win some games. I'm not saying like they lose every game that Cook isn't there. But, excuse me, um, I, I do think that Cook is that important to the offense. You're right. The receiving core is amazing. Uh, you know, um, but I just, I'm not sold on their defense. I, you know, the head coach for the Vikings, you know, we'll see what he can do. But for me, I, I'm not really high on the Vikings. And I think there, there's that tough stretch where they come after the bye week, but they have a five week stretch where I could easily see them go 0 for five. I think mm-hmm. I have them winning. Uh, I have them beating Washington and I have them uh, losing every other game on to those other guys. so I have them going one and four through those five weeks. so I don't think you can go one and four through a, a week um, or through those five weeks and and make it to the playoffs or or even um, gain confidence still to to win the last bit of your game. So sure. I have them at seven and ten.
1: All right, well, go ahead and uh, give your ceremonial number one seed. You know what?
0: I actually, I don't know why, but I'm I am very surprised. I had them at number one. Obviously, the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. Um, What's their record? I have them at ten and seven. Okay, I don't have them. Great. Um, again, I think you don't. You can't lose. <laughs> Zayaria Smith. Yeah. You can't lose Devonte Adams and just have Aaron Rodgers and everyone. Everything is. Uh, great. Uh, yeah. I don't think Aaron Jones had that great of a year last year. Uh, he did struggle with injuries, obviously. Um, but they got worse on defense and they got worse on offense. And I don't think you can repeat a record of thirteen and four. No, I just yeah. don't see it. I know Aaron Rodgers is great. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I actually have them sweeping Detroit, mm. uh, because. I just feel like he completely owns Detroit. I know he talks about Chicago, but I think he also just completely owns Detroit all the time. Um, I could see them losing one and and sweeping Chicago easily, but I had them splitting games with Chicago. I had them splitting games with Minnesota, but I had them sweeping the Lions. But just like I was talking about with the Vikings, where they're kind of screwed on their schedule, Mm -hmm. I feel like the Packers have a great break. Um, you know, they've faced the Vikings week one, then they face the Bears, and then the toughest challenge is the Buccaneers in week three, but then they play Patriots, which I do think is a winnable game for for Green Bay. Mm-hmm. I like New England, but I don't think they did anything different uh this year, which to me is just going to actually make you take a step back a little bit. Then they face The Giants, the Jets, and the Commanders, which I think are all three easy wins. I think they might, they could possibly lose to the to the Commanders, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. Then they play the Bills, but then they go play the Lions. So it's kind of like they play a tough team, and then they go like I think the toughest stretch that they have is they in Week Ten, Week Eleven, and Week Twelve. They play the Cowboys, they play the Titans, and they play the Eagles. I'm not high on the Cowboys. I'm not high on the Titans. Mm-hmm. I'm very high on the Eagles, and I think that's going to be their toughest stretch. Um, I mean, you could argue maybe week 15, week 16, and um, or week 15 through, because they have a bye week in week 14, and then they face the Rams. So you're coming in kind of healthy, so that actually might be beneficial for you. Then you play the Dolphins in Miami. Um, then you play Vikings and Lions to end your uh, end your year. So mm-hmm. I think those are all manageable games for the Green Bay Packers, but I just don't think you lose your best receiver, you lose your best pass rusher, arguably at the time was the best pass rusher in the division. Um, and then, well, I guess the second best, because I forgot Khalil Mack was there um, But uh, in Chicago. <laughs> but um and then they had the best receiver in my opinion in the league and they lost him yeah. um they really got nothing back for him so and then he's not at, you know these um these OTAs that obviously are not mandatory but mm-hmm. I just don't think you lose that much uh that much you know depth and get better I just I, I don't see it happening
1: okay so I also obviously have Green Bay at number one. I have them slightly higher than you, though. I have them at eleven and six. Um, although I agree with majority of your points. Um, here's the thing, though. I do have them splitting games with every team except for Chicago. I think they sweep Chicago because, again, I'm not very high on Chicago for the obvious reasons that I said earlier. But I have them losing on the road in Minnesota in opening night. Um, they Minnesota always plays tough at home. I think Green Bay won't have a very good week one game because you're right, there's, there's nobody on this roster in terms of receivers. I mean, their only receiver that they draft in, uh, you know, Christian, I forgot what his last name is.
0: Um, and then you <laughs> got- in re- point.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then you have Randall Cobb, and then you have, I think still, um, Alan Lazard, who is, a, who is a fine number three guy just as randall cobb is a older number two receiver and even still <laughs> i'm using number two very loosely because you know he he shows up maybe one or two games a season and then you don't hear from him again for several weeks but you know yeah. i do think aaron Rodgers' talent will propel them i think with the addition of sammy Watkins, i think that'll be actually a really nice one rogers may have a Pretty decent rapport with him. He's a veteran. Sammy may not be looking for a deep relationship. So I think Aaron Rodgers is safe on that respect. Um, I do think, though, that Aaron Jones won't be the featured back. So it'll kind of be more in the hands of AJ Dillon, which kind of just showed that Dillon was the more reliable back as the season weaned on last season. So I think that's what'll end up happening. But, you know, I agree. They're tough. The tough stretch that I have them on is I actually have it on, uh, you know, Bills, Detroit. Dallas, you know, Tennessee, Philadelphia. Basically that 5-week stretch I have them losing 3 out of those 5. The only two games I see them winning is Dallas and Tennessee, but I have them mm-hmm. losing in Philadelphia. I have them losing in Detroit cuz it is in Detroit, it's a rivalry game. I think Detroit will show up for that one. I have them losing in Buffalo for obvious reasons. Um the only thing that I do have as a as another one is I see them losing to the Rams. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it's week 14, I think is when they, uh, play the Rams, but I have them beating Miami week 15. Oh, 15. Okay. Excuse me. So I have them beating the Rams. Oh, so you
0: have them 15. beating Miami. That's honestly where we're different. Everything yeah. else is like the same other than the Chicago sweep. I have, yeah, I have a lot Detroit. of
1: questions on Miami, but I think that this is in Miami. So it's a warm weather, uh, Area and I think Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers will play well in the warmer weather and I think it's fair. I I think he will find a way to come through because Aaron Rodgers, in the last like month of the season to get into the playoffs, kind of finds a way, and I think he will do that for this one. And then plus, even if they split or you know tie games with Minnesota, I think that they'll end up owing owning the tiebreaker and ultimately get in past Minnesota, but. Ultimately mm-hmm. I have Green Bay being the number one seed, but I'm not so high on them as I was last year. You're right. You can't lose your number one pass rusher and your number one right wide receiver and think that you're going to improve. You yeah. know, and in theory, your quarterback is now a year older and now your team not only suffered a pretty devastating playoff loss at home, you yeah. know, now you gotta try to get it all back together with no new parts and no real weapons anymore. So yeah, I agree. This is uh, going to be an interesting season for green Bay and I'm not very high on them. So, you know, yeah. you know, this is almost by default. I think you and I would agree on,
0: I have a quick question for you. Yeah. Um. So I've heard that the contract for Aaron Rodgers is a year to year thing. Mm-hmm. It's not actually like, when did he get signed? A four year, three year deal. Was one yeah. of those. Anyway, a- you got you got signed to those, and it's. I've heard that it's a year to year thing. It's mm-hmm. not actually like a three year deal. It's actually more like a one year deal, then another one year deal, than another one year deal. Yeah. Do you think that? Let's say our predictions are right. They win the they win the division, but then they end up losing again. Do you think after next year they get rid of Aaron Rodgers?
1: Um yeah, I think so. And I and here's why. Their number one receiver that they just traded away now has stated not only was it this off season, but several off seasons before where he wanted to leave him before. Um you know, and again, we can go through all the relationships that have happened. And in the same token though, this contract is kind of what's hindering Green Bay from even adding additional weapons because of how loaded it is and how expensive it is. I think, though, I would not be surprised if, let's say, we go through this whole season, as you mentioned, Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay in the playoffs. They lose again. What do you do now? I 100% think he's out, and I think it's a trade. And uh, there's one team that's already standing out to me as a place that he'd be traded for, and I already just mentioned Detroit. It. No. No. <laughs> I, already, I already mentioned it kind of in the game that he would play, and that would be Florida. I think, I think the Miami Dolphins would maybe make a play for him. And I mm-hmm. think they would flip to I, and this is foreshadowing. I don't think Tua is going to have a great year this year. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll just I'll just put that as a bookmark there, and we'll come back to it when we do our uh, our uh, next predictions. Anyways, I think though I I could easily see that you know Tua goes to Green Bay for a fresh start. I think mm-hmm. basically what happened with him being benched with Brian Flores in his rookie season, and then the whole. Drama with Brian Flores and everything like that. I think he needs a restart to salvage his career. And I think that Miami kind of is in a win now situation with getting Tyreek Hill. They have Jalen Waddle. Their defense is much improved. They have an offensive-minded head coach. Um, I think you know the only two teams that are willing to do business with one another it would be Miami and Green Bay because they're opposing conferences. Mm-hmm. So they flip quarterbacks and some draft picks here and there. Aaron Rodgers now on Miami on the Miami Dolphins with Tyreek Hill. Is that not a Super Bowl contending team? You know. Yeah. And I think all parties win at that point. You know, Green Bay gets a team friendly contract and a and on a rookie deal with Tua, they get to build around him. they you know, they get to they get to retool and they have now more money to use. Aaron Rodgers gets to spend some time in Florida, which, you know, is warmer weather, so better opportunity for him to keep playing long term, which is essentially what tom brady did he you know found a team in florida and now he's playing for what their his third season with this team yeah. um after the patriots and potentially can win another super bowl with them because they're that loaded so that's what i'm anticipating would happen just to continue on this conspiracy theory and what you're and answering your question
0: i agree i think they're gonna let him i think they would let him go i probably have to obviously they would have to trade him but um trade him i think it would oh it'd be so it'd be like poetic justice where he would have to go to the detroit lions (laughs) i mean he would make them better i'm not saying that he wouldn't but at the same time it would just be like he had just been kicking their rears all career long then you got to go to one of the um no offense detroit but one of the worst organizations in the nfl and uh, you got to try and make them viable. So good luck. Have fun. Yeah. You know, so that would be really great. I think it would be poetic justice. But, of course, he's not going to be traded in division. I don't I don't think they would do that. But no, no, you never know. Maybe maybe Green Bay like, I don't care where he goes just as long as he goes. It's you know, that old, uh, you know, you don't have to go, but you can't stay here type thing. Yeah, I Green that's, Bay, that's what it would be like.
1: Green Bay is dumb, but they are not dumb enough to trade. Probably one of the all time great quarterbacks in their division to see him twice a year, maybe even in the playoffs or, you know, in some wild card matchup. I don't know. I don't I see mean, the Lions
0: getting in the playoffs, even with no, Aaron Rodgers. Just,
1: well, I mean, if we're continuing this thought, if, you know, Aaron Rodgers does go on Detroit, can we agree that that's a significant quarterback upgrade? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not saying that they're the number one seed. I'm just saying, you know, they're fighting for a wild card. So we're talking. And this is the NFC. So it's we're okay. talking maybe nine and eight, 10 and seven. If, if that we're not talking 15 and, and two or anything like that, you know, we're, we're talking just a couple of games, get in the playoffs and then see what happens. We're just getting the wild card round. So. it'll
0: never, it'll never work. I'm telling you, I would be okay. Seeing him twice a year going, ha ha, ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> anyway, that's messed up. But anyway, um, so I was just, I was just kind of curious on that, but yeah, so ours are a little different. I thought it was going to be a little closer yeah. than uh, what it ended up turning out to be, but that's okay. You know, that's what we want. Um, you know, I'm going to win this this year. So that's all there is to it.
1: Oh, you better hope so. But I mean, we are definitely on polar opposites when it comes to Detroit and Chicago. So, we'll, yeah, that'll very that, that hopefully it doesn't come down. To, on, yeah, hopefully tri- it doesn't come down Chicago. to who wins because of those two. That'd be terrible.
0: God, that would be the worst. Um. But um, yeah, so next week we're going to be doing the AFC North, which I've already done, so I'm all ready to go. Um, I think you're going to be you're going to have some issues with me. Are you going to? I have, already know
1: it. You're going to have Ravens at number one again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got Pittsburgh Steelers. No, I'm oh just no, kidding. I'm Mitchell, not going to tell you. I'm not going to. The tell return of Mitchell
0: Trubisky. Yeah. Oh, me? <laughs> Mixture Travisky or Joe Montana. All oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Or or in your case, Peyton Manning. <laughs> totally joking. Favorite. Yeah. Totally joking. I do not have the Steelers at number one. But I won't say anything else other than that. But uh yeah, I think uh AFC North is gonna be I think that's gonna be a bigger talking point. But this is uh man, the NFL predictions, it's hard, especially doing it this early, dude. I feel so dumb doing it this early because it's like We haven't even seen, like, the full entire roster yet. Right. We haven't seen uh, any of the injuries happen yet, so uh, it's going to be—we might have to get a few more amendments. We might need to get, like, one amendment per division. Yeah, possibly. You know, before the season starts, and then really solidify what we're going to have. Um, because I'm not going to have another Cam Newton situation. You know. <laughs> well, you were me, in love with so.
1: Sam Darnold to start with, and then it went to Cam Newton. So, yeah, it was an interesting yeah. Time. So. All right. So as we're ending, let's go ahead and do some Drew take questions real quick, Drew. So I only got two for you today. So very short, but I think that they'll be poignant. So keep them short and sweet to the point. Nope. All right. So as we were talking about the NBA Finals, we already talked about how we believe Steph Curry is obviously an all-time great hall of famer. Mm -hmm. So I want to know from you, Drew, if Steph Curry wins the title and finals MVP,
0: Uh
1: does he pass LeBron James as one of the greatest all time?
0: No, I no, I, I can't say that. Um, I think, I think he makes a case Mm -hmm. over LeBron. But I feel like LeBron, especially the year where he beat Steph Curry Uh with the team that they had, Uh obviously, we all know famously the 3-1 lead Um, and the team that LeBron had. I mean, yeah, you could say you had LeBron and Kyrie, but I mean, that was probably Kyrie's best year and it wasn't even that great. He just hit one really big shot. Mm -hmm. Um, He was one of those guys that LeBron needed to, to take and LeBron really took over. Um, that series and, um, you know, won it by himself, where as Steph Curry, although, yes, it is a, it is a team game, and I'm not going to argue that it's not, but at the same time, you kind of have to have, um, you know, he had all this, all these guys, but he could never take it over against LeBron versus LeBron was able to take it over against him. So for me, just mm-hmm. knowing that head-to-head matchup that we have seen, I, I still would put LeBron over him. Uh, LeBron has carried more, so I, I would have to definitely go with um, LeBron still.
1: Okay, interesting. I mean, just saying, Curry would be four and two, and uh, LeBron would be, you know, three and six in the finals. So I'm mean, just or four and four and ten or something like that. Some weird number.
0: Yeah. well anyways. he's he's been in more than steph curry so there you go that, that 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 should say enough as it is but he also lost what is it what's the number five times as
1: much so anyway <laughs> yeah all right next question so i know that you've been texting me about this and we couldn't believe it so if for those that have been living under a rock the last few weeks um <laughs> Tommy Fan has created some oh drama in the world of baseball Jeez. and fantasy sports by Will Smith smacking Jock Peterson over an over a controversial quote unquote uh, incident that happened in their fantasy football league last season. Um, and then obviously called out Mike Trout for being the worst commissioner ever, which I find <laughs> the worst I could, move you could ever make. Yeah, I, I was, I died laughing. Anyway, so. <laughs> drew for those that don't know you are a commissioner in a league of your own i'm also in one as well so i want to know just quickly if you can remember any of them what's the craziest situation you've had in (laughs) you're really
0: gonna do that it has to be fantasy football or just (laughs) well (laughs) i mean were you a commissioner of anything else i was a commissioner for fantasy baseball
1: Okay, what's the craziest situation then?
0: You know, okay, I can't, oh, I don't okay. know if I can that's, say it on. That's true. <laughs> no, you know what, we've had, we had, I don't, I don't mind saying it. We had a guy in the league, uh, in fantasy baseball, where um he, you know, he had been asking a lot of questions about how the league worked and whatever. Yeah. And so we don't really have restrictions on rosters, like who you get and why you get them and all that. And um, so this guy started getting uh, just nothing but pictures. He kept dropping all of his players. He was trying to trade for a few pictures and just like, so it was like something crazy where it was like, you know, Freddie Freeman, Juan Soto, and, you know, Corey Seager for, you know, a picture like uh, an Alex Manoa, who in his right is having a nice year right but it's like okay you're giving another guy like three top of the line hitters right for a picture and he was upset that um the whole league because we we're able to veto the trade right. we only need three votes to veto it so everyone vetoed it and he was livid he was so upset and messaged me he was texting back on me and i was just like well you know listen this is a um you know this is all family friends you know we're all we all want to be competitive and we all want to be you know we want to play like how you're supposed to play and he was like well there's no restrictions on pictures and blah 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 and you know it was a whole ordeal you know he was really upset about it and i just thought it was crazy because you know we had all kind of played and i i'm not trying to uh, like poo-poo on the guy so i don't want you to take that the wrong way but you know we had all kind of played with integrity where it was like mm-hmm. we didn't put the restrictions on because we weren't going to be that guy you know no one yeah. wanted to be that guy um and it's all family and friends so we all know right. each other we're all going to see each other so we kind of keep each other accountable as it is so we're just not going to deal with it and um i <laughs> So unfortunately, you know, he still is doing that that move, and um, I've kind of adopted it a little bit, but right. I keep my, I still keep a lot of my good position players um, out there. But it, I understood the move. I understand what he was, what he's trying to do, and is still continuing to do. But at the same time, it was just kind of funny how it was a big ordeal, and I was like, I, I mean, I don't know how to explain this to you other than you know um it's not about what you were getting back it was about the other person who was getting back right. who ironically was you yeah you were getting i think it was like Aaron Judge and Luis Robert and no it was yeah it was I forget Aaron, someone Alex Bregman
1: Aaron yeah. Jones Alex Bregman uh Judge uh, and ju- well, yeah, and judge. And then it was only for like one pitcher or something like that. And it wasn't even yeah. a good pitcher. So I was yeah. like, I'd be surprised if this thing went through. And yeah. sure enough, less than an hour later is vetoed, which I understood. Yeah, And yeah, so I, yeah, I remember it blew that. Up. You. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, that's probably the craziest situation because it was it was a big thing. It was like a two day thing where, you know, yeah. I was getting texts and, you know, called you know bs and blah blah yeah. blah and it was just it was a, it was an ordeal so um but you know whatever it's over with yeah <laughs> that was probably the craziest situation but cody you know so you know what happened with jock peterson fam right yeah okay you like you know what the reason was yeah so apparently
1: okay. jock peterson had some guy on that was out put him in the ir picked up another dude Tommy Pham for some reason couldn't do that in whatever league or the same league he was in. Didn't understand why I got it. Like I, it's not the first time I've seen something like that happen, but literally
0: everyone in every league has done this. Yes. (laughs) Okay. I mean,
1: I've done it several times, you know, in your league specifically, because you're the, I think you're the only league I'm in that's an ESPN. So I know ESPN, you're allowed to do that. NFL.com. You can't really do that. So funny thing about trades, a quick story you Remember, I think one of the first years you joined our NFL league, and uh, you know, my cousin had sent me a trade <laughs> for all these good players because he was out of playoff contention. It was for yeah, me. I think, I was in was third place dumping. at the time. Yeah. Everybody was in an uproar, uh, you know, accused us of collusion. And I was like, I don't know what you want me to tell you guys. Like, he sent me an offer, I accepted it. Like, I yeah. get you don't like it.
0: And then they all were, you know, complaining, and and they were complaining to you. They weren't complaining to the guy. They complained to you. Yeah, they did. You were the guy who was receiving it, and it was like, hold on, you're putting your blame on the wrong person. Yeah. And then what was (laughs) ironic is
1: the two guys that were complaining about it the most. So what ended up happening is my cousin who sent me the offer ended up just dropping all these guys because. He was clearly out of contention. He didn't want these players. He let everyone else go for them. And the most ironic part is out of like the six guys that he dropped that were at the time, like really high in their respected positions. The two guys that complained the most ended up getting like the best players out of those six. And one of them, I think ended up winning the championship who complained and used the player said players that he complained about. So it was like, well, if that was the case then we shouldn't have picked him up then if you were going to whine about it,
0: but yeah, exactly. But you know, it's just always confusing. But listen, you didn't slap the guy for it. So that's true. You know. No, no, I didn't. Um, I understand that it was for a lot of money. They were saying that it was it was it was a lot. But at the same time, it just it was ridiculous that you hold a grudge that long. And he made a meme, he sent a meme on a group text with four other Padre players. The other three, the other four guys were fine with it, they obviously didn't have an issue with it. But Tommy Pham at the time took big issue with it and uh, held on to it until he saw him in Cincinnati. And then the worst thing he did was call out Mike Trout, who is one of the most beloved baseball players yeah. in Major League Baseball. <laughs> so it was like, dude, you're digging yourself a hole. Um, and I think I love that Jock Peterson had all the receipts, he was like, oh, yeah, I said this on this text message and then this is what he sent back and i was like this is great this is amazing and um i saw a tweet uh where it said uh, i can't wait for the 30 for 30 on jock peterson tommy fam debacle (laughs) (laughs) hopefully that comes out that's gonna be phenomenal i can't wait (laughs) all right guys well thank you guys for listening to us we appreciate it Um, Ironically, I was going to actually ask you about that same question So, I'm not even going to hit it So, good job, Cody Um, (laughs) But, um Man, thank you guys so much for uh, for continuing to listen to us and and uh, we've we've had some stuff go on this week that uh, made at least well I think both of us we were like fuming and so it's nice to come on here and kind of relax and, and uh, you know enjoy our time of what we do so we appreciate each and every person listening to us um, and following us you know liking you know sharing anything that we do we always. Appreciate Appreciate it. And um, as Cody has up on the screen, subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Drew Code Sports Talk. Hopefully, we will go back to being live because Cody apparently doesn't want to do live anymore for some reason. But, you know, maybe he's scared. I don't know. Anyway. I haven't
1: done hair and makeup yet. So.
0: Oh, okay. But anyway, uh, go subscribe and like all the videos. Um, and comment on the videos you know we always want to hear from you guys um also uh go to our facebook twitter and instagram it's all drew code sports talk uh the only difference is twitter which is drew underscore code um go follow us and uh, anything that we post like comment we want to hear again we want to hear from you every time and then go listen to our TikTok that's right and our tiktoks have been doing pretty good cody yeah i'm not not trying to i'm not trying to toot our own horn but you know they've been pretty good so uh really proud of the tiktok and um cody's been doing a great job of we try and keep the videos uh not so long because we know we're long-winded on podcasts sometimes long-winded on the uh, youtube videos so it's nice to have something that's a little shorter that we can just throw out there real quick so uh Cody has done a great job with that. So go listen, go check out our TikTok and then um also go subscribe to all on All the major Podcast sites, which is going to be Apple Podcasts, Spotify and iHeartRadio. Uh go check us out, you know, obviously like I said subscribe, rate and review. Uh anything and everything does help. So Five stars, one stars, whatever it is, please let us know. Um, obviously, if it's a five star, let us know what you love, uh, what we're doing, and so we can continue that. If it's a one star, let us know what you didn't like, so that way we can improve on that. And then uh, go check out our uh, partners over at fnxfitness.com where you can get 15% off by using our promo code DrewCode15. Um, if you can't uh, see it on the screen here, it'll be in the description in the um, podcast and/or uh, social media. So go check us out on that. So um, I will let Cody finish this off. Um, Cody, go ahead. Well, guys, first off, thank you for listening. Thank
1: you for watching wherever you guys are watching and listening. Uh, we have some pretty exciting news so we want to try and get you guys involved with fantasy football as what we were just talking about so uh this season we are going to uh we're going to ask you guys if y'all want to be a part of our fantasy league uh we're going to be starting one up so if you guys are interested in our fantasy league go ahead and DM us, send us an email, DrewCodeSportsTalk at gmail.com. Uh, that's a fantasy football trophy that Drew won. How many agents ago is that? There's some dust on there, man. You got uh, to- this is
0: actually last year's, uh, tr- or this past year's trophy here. Uh, this is a fantasy football uh, champion right here. So if you want to go against someone who is a fantasy football champion, Cody has never in my league. Um, so uh, if you want to go against fantasy football champion, you know, come come play us, you know, because uh, we are we're talented. Cody is more or less the, um, I would say more or less the uh, Boston Celtics, where he gets in the playoffs but can't win in the big game. So uh, oh, wow. you know, wow, shots fired over there.
1: So if you guys want to be a part <laughs> of our league, you guys just uh, like I said, shoot <laughs> us a DM, send us an email. We'd love for you guys to be a part of it. Our plan is for you guys to be a part of it. We'd live stream the draft and yes. all all other fun stuff we'll have more details later on as yes. the summer progresses so more details to come but if you guys are interested like i said send us an email i'll shoot us a dm so we can get you guys a part of it uh we'd love to be involved i uh, love for you guys to be involved with that and get to interact with you guys and as drew has mentioned you know you guys want to follow us on socials you know youtube you know subscribe to the podcast all the links are in the description. Go to our Link Tree. It's all there. Um, and then don't forget, next week, we will be doing the, NFC, the AFC North. Excuse me. We just did NFC North. We'll be doing AFC North next week. Super exciting. So you guys don't want to miss that. So I think that's pretty much everything you guys will be signing off. Us old men cannot keep up and stay awake right now. So we need to go to bed. Thank you guys so much for listening. Drew, thank you so much, man. I'll see you on Sunday when we golf. So
0: I was going to say yes. We got to. We might have to talk about our golf games. I know. Next week too. So <laughs> talk about
1: all of our all of our hacks and hitting grass and not balls. So yeah.
0: I uh, hit a birdie. I hit a birdie last hole. That was amazing. <laughs> that was, oh, that's that objection almost, hearsay. Objection was... <laughs> hearsay. Nobody saw it. <laughs> <laughs> you too, did see it. So uh, no no objection here.
1: All right. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you all next time.
0: People like sheep, move feet, hurt it easy. You don't wanna be fast asleep on the seat. Let us stand up, ready for flight. Believe me, when
1: they drive the chains, you can say no.